It's Simone. What's up? You know, I've been really enjoying the arrival of fall, the chill in the air. Your outfits just hit different when you can really layer again, you know? Fall also means that spooky season is right around the corner, which is why we're working on a special Halloween-inspired episode of Past Perfect. That will be dropping next Friday, October 20th. And in the meantime, we're bringing you an episode from another podcast. The show is called Breaking Down with Allie Colbert. And in this episode, she sits down with Queer Eye breakout star Jonathan Van Ness for a really frank conversation about relationships, both healthy ones and unhealthy ones. They talk about Jonathan's journey from Market Cho's hairdresser to actually performing stand-up comedy and so much more. Stick around for that episode of Breaking Down with Allie Colbert. And we'll see you next week for a new Past Perfect. See you then. The following content contains adult subject matter, including sensitive material, and is intended for adult consumption only. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Therefore, discretion is advised. You guys, welcome. Welcome to Breaking Down with Allie Colbert. Am I in a breakdown? Yes, I am in a fucking breakdown. Are you in a breakdown? Probably. You're, why are you listening to a podcast? Go to work. Start a family. What are you doing? Welcome to the show. We sold the show to Spotify, you guys. We did it. We sold the show to Spotify for $50 million, folks. It was a terrific thing that they bought the show. The show's going to be absolutely huge. It's a terrible thing that China didn't want to buy the show. I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be back in L.A. I've been traveling so much, and it's terrible traveling as a lesbian because I don't get to have a boyfriend who takes my bags and puts it in the overhead compartment like a superhero. And all these straight girls walk around with their boyfriends, and they just lift everything up. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're traveling with Superman. I mean, Superman might rape you, but other than that. And our first guest, Jonathan Van Ness, we have on, you know him from Queer Eye. He's a stand-up comedian. He's selling out Radio City Music Hall. Um, he's terrific, and we have a really honest conversation about sexuality and dating um, and, and mental health and kind of specific relationships that have informed who he is today. So happy he came and joined us on the show. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, subscribe, give us, a, give us a like, share the show, and uh, enjoy the episode. I'm so excited uh, to meet you. Your hair looks great. Oh my God, I was worried about it. No, I love your bob. Thank you so much. That means the world that you think my hair looks great. I was stressing over my outfit. You nailed it. I, I, but listen, when I watch you and four other gay men come into people's uh, lives and make them look better, I'm uh, like, how do I dress for this? Sometimes when I watch the show, I'm like, I shouldn't be giving fashion advice because I like, sometimes I look like really intense. No, you. Absolutely, should give fashion advice. No, no, no. I, I know. I was just suddenly it's like it's so hot in the yeah. summertime when you're like dressing like because like that show we're always in the summer. Yeah. I was like shit my pants. I'm like, am I supposed to be talking about it? I never know exactly what the rule is. Um, <laughs> but yes. So, but you look amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I am. I'm. I'm deep into all of everything you do right <sighs> now. Uh, over the top. Listening to the new book now. Uh, I think if you're gonna read JVN's book. You got to do the audiobook because your voice is just, it just colors every word. And Ugh. you're so fun. You're talking about things, I mean, over the top, it's intense, but it's also hilarious, which is the perfect combination. And I just think you you nail the audiobook. I definitely like 
write how I talk. Yeah. So sometimes that works more than like other times. Yeah. In my second book, Love That Story, I tried to like evolve my writing more mm-hmm. and like still like let it be funny and like still like lead with my voice. But I was like, you don't have to necessarily like end with like honey every fourth sentence or like <laughs> right, right, I right. just tried to like not lean on my like comfort like words or like the thing like if I ever was talking about something more serious, I felt like I'd always have to like end it with like a funny story or like something to like make it feel not so uh but I was like let's get comfortable like just leaving it with like a uh Right. So I did that more and love that story. And I was like, wow, look at you like growing and stuff. Yes. And I think though, when I when I read about your life story and you know, look, I, I'm a Jewish dyke from Connecticut. Oh, what a great sentence. And <laughs> and I see in your story so much of my life reflected back to me, uh. which is insane considering how different we are. And Duality, queer stuff. We're, oh my God. we're both queer. Yes. So that's how different are we, really, darling? No, I know. <laughs> I, do you feel, I feel this, certainly, that like every single day, every single minute, I'm getting gayer. Oh my God. I think that is true for me, too. Like, I'm the gayest I've ever been right now. Yeah, me, too. <laughs> like, no, me, too. I'm, no, I'm, no, that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. I am so fucking gay. Like, so I don't know gay. if it's just like. Okay, this is really out of left field. And I'm, go, I'm, go, I, don't, go. I don't know if this is going to be good. No, know if, go. Okay, go. <clears throat> I hope I don't get you like an HR meeting after No, this. I, I want to get canceled. Today. Okay, okay, okay. Me too. Yeah. So this is something. Well, actually, I don't know. I'm scared now. No, just, say it. We can cut it if we don't like it. Are you so gay yeah. that you would date, fall in love with, like, could be life partners with a trans woman? Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I'm so gay that I would def like I like trans man a hundred percent like yeah. absolutely could date like because I mean like a vagina I don't care about a vagina if it's like if like if our vagina is attached like a fucking gorgeous man honey like give it to me I'm like I'm ready right you're saying so I mean so does that make me Polly am I officially Polly oh my god like here's the thing with Polly it's like fuck because I'm into non-binary people too yes like I like I like other non-binary people okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you do you like to use the word gay for yourself, or you're like I'm pan? Like, what? Do you I don't pan? know. Am I? Oh, 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 yeah. Polly, Jesus Christ, Jonathan. Sorry. First talk of the I, day. Oh, that's what I. Pan is what I'm obviously mixed okay. up. I'm not trying to like. I'm. I can barely keep one person happy. No, I and I can't even my, keep myself. No, happy. my husband is like yeah, and me and my husband. I'm fucking already. I know. Worn there's out, two so people. Someone's I don't know crying. How, yeah, but I'm. I'm actually really impressed by throuples and like people who are like literally Polly. I'm just like the can like. I once told my husband, I was like, I am totally okay if you want to get a handy. Like, yeah. and, like if you, like, if you need, like, I'm okay. Like, if you're at the gym, you need. Yeah. And then the second that I said that he could, I, like, literally. my No, my brain was, like, it felt like, um like, Romeo and Juliet. It's not Kirsten. It's, it's. Come on, Romeo and Juliet with Claire Danes. Thank you. It's like she's like taking the poison, honey. I feel like I'm hearing like like I'm curious, and I was like, no, don't. I'll do it. Like I'll do it for you. You don't need it. I'll do it. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, try, I want to be that cool girl that like doesn't give a fuck. Right. Like, yeah. Like I know I'm like woman enough to like for you to like go do other stuff. But then as soon as I want, I'm like, so yeah. I th- so I think it's that I'm pan. Yes. Because I'm just like I think I'm just like out here attracted to. So many different people. Yeah, I'm. I feel exactly the same way. I feel like I, my love knows no bounds. I feel like I'm in love with everyone. I don't know how to be platonic. I have, but I feel that this is like how I feel about queer relationships. Okay, but wait. Ah! 
I just told them I wouldn't scream into the mic. No, I want to explore that. Straight relationships are like an on-off switch where it's platonic or romantic. Queer <sighs> relationships, it's a dial. But do we have to, do we as queer people have to challenge that? So what does that mean for me? Like, do we have to challenge this binary thinking for straight people? Is uh, it aren't so, we challenging it? Is it so black and white? Like, is it true that right, a cis right. man and woman yeah. literally, like, are are all these men literally so, like, okay, so, because in, in this, in what I was going to say that I was going to explore, it literally kind of lends itself to this point. I have this friend. Yeah. And he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. It's not Anthony, but he's gorgeous mm-hmm. nonetheless. And we work together. And um, I was like, you're objectionable, or you're, like, obviously gorgeous. Yeah. Like, you're stunning. I know you're stunning. And it's not that I want you to come in me, but I per se per se. But what is this feeling? I feel so can I feel confused because it's yeah. not that I feel like I need to jump your bones, but I'm like attracted to you, but not in this like I need to like be in a relationship. Like, and then I was like, oh, it's admiration. Yeah, I admire you, and I feel like we don't talk. I think that we, especially like in our culture, like we're just sexualized so young. Like yeah. I feel like I was like sexually like so I feel like we just don't even know that there's like all these other beautiful colors that you can paint with it doesn't always have to be fucking and one of them is like admiration yes I mean one of them is certainly admiration but I feel growing up at least I sometimes must like I had that like queer thing of like I don't know if I want to be you or fuck you yes which we're we always call bucking on the pod bucking where I'm like be you or fuck you yeah I'm like I don't know if I want to wear your skin or like eat eat you out like I don't know what's happening here what if it's both it do could... I want to dress up like you and then eat you out I or something kn- I know I don't know what it is but it's just like it's contagious like certain people I'm like I feel so drawn to you you're clearly not just a friend I don't know if we're lovers but like I'm totally in, like I'm in love with my friends like I adore them like that's why... very gay man vibes I I you know I other than like the fact that I'm totally miserable, which feels not gay man, like a not a gay man thing. But that you want to fuck your friends. That's my lesbian representation. Yeah, but it is a gay man thing. You like want to fuck all your friends. <laughs> I don't know if I want to fuck them, but I do feel like romantic. Like we, we like romantic gestures and yes. like like some of the grandest romantic gestures are between friends. It's like I did this for you. You know what I mean? Now I feel confused. Okay, you do. Well, because like, like gay men do have. Well, this, gay men fuck each other. All. Yeah, and so because I've like had to have been foisted upon those circles to yeah. have sexual relations for all these years. I feel, yeah. I, We've I, become I do, British. I, I do that sometimes. It's more like Moira Rose. I don't know what happens. Oh, I'm uh, rewatching Shit's Creek right now and uh-huh. then I really struggle with like doing a bad impression. No, it's of, good. I hear it. I don't know. It's, it, I just, she's my default. And, I understood. Yeah. I understood. But so, wait, let's talk stand up and okay. then we'll go back to being gay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, fun and slutty tour. Yes. I, I'm fun and slutty. Uh, Arguably, I'm sluttiest in my monogamous relationships. Like, I just turn up the slutty because, like, I feel safe to be slutty. Yes. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm going to lick your nostrils. Totally. Yeah. Tell me about finding stand-up. I don't know if I found stand-up or stand-up found me. Oh, um, my no, just, That's, crying. like, the craziest thing I've ever said in my life. Um, No, so stand-up, um, really my first love for stand-up was Notorious CHO 2001, Blockbuster, Quincy, Illinois, Margaret Cho bamboozled me and I fell head over heels in love with her at 14 and that love affair exists now, like mm-hmm. still all these years later. So then when I'm doing Gay of Thrones, um, Margaret like tweeted me and was like, how do I get in that chair? And then I almost drove off the PCH because I was like, was looking at Twitter when I was, it was not great. I was at a, I was at a stoplight, but then I, I, I so 
after that, she was like, you are meant to be a stand-up comedian. And this yeah. is like 2014. And I was like, I just would love to be your hairdresser. Like, you know, Drop Dead Diva had just like stopped on Lifetime. She moved back to LA. I was like, let me just do your hair. Like, I don't need to be a comedian. Like, let me just do your hair. Um, but then through my relationship with her, like I did a couple open mic nights. I started like getting up. I started trying. And then I had like some other friends in LA where I would do like, you know, a little five minutes. Like I never, I really hate open mic nights. Yeah. Um, they're terrible. I hate it. Um, Everyone's just thinking about what their own what they're gonna do. Exactly. No one's laughing. Exactly. Yeah, um, it's brutal. But if I had friends that would invite me to get up, then I would do it that way. So like that was kind of how I like started. Much like, better. Just doing like little five minutes here, ten minutes there, but that was like all pre queer eye. Mm-hmm. And then when you know, then with like through queer eye, like I, that's like when I it just became a lot easier. Like it's like, do you wanna do the improv? Do you wanna do like Caroline's? Do you wanna do and so then I got to go to these like much more like iconic places and but then I like also feel like I cut my teeth because sometimes when I look back on it, like I don't like I don't know. I don't know if I was ready for, like, Radio City when I did Radio City in 2019. My second show there, I felt like, I felt like I was, like, fucking ready. Yeah. But I almost felt like I was in, like, a fuke disassoci- like, disassociated state the first totally. time. Because I was like, Huge. how am I in Radio City right now? Like, I feel like I was just seeing the Rockettes here, like, three years ago. Like, what is going on? But I love it so much. And I also feel like I am my most fun and sluttiest and, like, the most embodied, like, on stage. I feel like that's, like, where I'm the most myself. And I'm also really proud of, like, I love like because it wasn't only margaret she was also like lisa lampanelli like wanda sykes ellen wanda like sykes i was a lady comedian fan like definitely just naturally gravitate towards like Me female too. comics yeah and but i never thought that like i could be a comedian like i never like saw that and was like that's what i'm gonna go like because i just like literally didn't have the self-confidence yeah. for that right um but now like but i'm really proud of myself because it is it, it's art like it really is like how hairdressing is an art like there's like a structure that you can work within but then you get to like break that structure and like work around it or work within it and like paint your picture like that's how hairdressing is so it's like yeah. the same but like different and i just it actually just kind of gave me the chills i just i love learning a new thing and yes. stand-up comedy has been like learning a new thing but then and I talk about this in, in Over the Top or in Love That Story about like imposter syndrome. Cause like I have so many comedian friends who I've toured with and worked with. And I'm like, my road to stand up wasn't what other people's were. Yeah. And there was like some, in, like some shows where I'm like, that wasn't my best show. Like, and like when, you know, like when you're workshopping something, but like, and it doesn't work. And then you're like, oh fuck, but there was like 3,000 people. I wasn't in like a little right, like right. fucking room, like where, how I should have been. Yeah. Um, so now I have learned how to like fuck up my sets, like in smaller venues when I don't advertise for it and like just like go drop in somewhere and like, totally. um, and do that a few times before you go. So, but I didn't know that until afterwards sometimes. So just, you know, I cut my teeth in public a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I think everyone's journey is like different coming into stand up, especially now with like you see like TikTok stars are like going and they're selling out theater like people are finding it in different ways but you're so naturally funny and like you have that just the joyful presence that like everyone's like it's contagious Ah. I want to know about you writing your material and also if you found like healing through making jokes of things that you're like fuck I never thought I could make a joke about this 150 million percent absolutely for that yeah Um, I joke about HIV I joke about like sexual compulsivity drug addiction like everything that I've been through like because I always say like if you couldn't make a joke about it like I would just be in my mom's basement eating like pop tarts and powdered donuts for the rest of my life watching like reruns of like the 1992-468 Olympics you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. That was, like, from the 90s to the, like, 2000s. You know, just be, like, watching, like, every winter, summer. Just, honestly, sometimes I just want to quit everything I do and do that anyway. Uh, Just, like, how fun does that sound? No, it sounds amazing. Don't I just want to eat, like, brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts and, like, powdered sugar donuts? Brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts. And mini powdered donuts. Cold Uh, or hot. Do you know what I really like to do? 
I like to eat a room temp set while I'm toasting them. That's, that's like my favorite gluttony. I'm what? That's my favorite. Like that for me. And if I'm really feeling fucking nasty, <laughs> I will literally take the cold set out of the wrapper and like put them together and yeah. two at once cold. Yeah. And I love when it gets like all stodgy and dry and I have to like drink water to like wash like wash yeah. it from between like my teeth. And like I want when you have to go like this. Cotton mouth. Yes. Like like <laughs> non-weed only pop tart cotton. But I uh, I like weed cotton mouth too. Yeah. Um but yeah, so definitely so much healing through joking about it. And then writing my material, at first I felt like much more comfortable in improv and like storytelling. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, wait, when I started working more with comedians, they're like, that's not necessarily like, and I was like, wait, no, I want to be like a comedian's comedian. So then I started like really trying to write more like setup and punchlines and really like, really, really, really like curate and craft my, at that time, like my 20. And like, I was like, I'm really, I like, cause I also at that time was like 2017 and I like started watching Marvelous Mrs. Meisel and I was like, it doesn't count if I'm practicing at the salon. Like, I must get up on stage. <laughs> right, right. Oh, sorry, I screamed. Um, no, no, scream. But now I found this like really happy, cause I also do like crowd work. Like, yeah. so I, and I do think I like sometimes I think my improv like hits harder and sometimes it doesn't I call it like taking a quick right and where I go like skirt it's like hard hard yeah. right um and so it's actually a hard right not a quick right but anyway it was fine so I think now like after doing like three hours because like I'm on this like fun and slice like my third like hour show so yeah. now I feel like I found my balance of like knowing how to go off my set but then like come back into my set right the rhythm of it yeah and I but I do work like I like I always have like a framework but then like I'll call Michelle Buteau or I'll call like a loke or like I, I have my like friends who I work with or I'll be like let me run this and then they'll be or Travis Alabanza um and they'll be like okay that was good but there's like a punch up here like there's something you could do here have you thought about this so like I do think that you get your best work when you have like friends that you can collaborate with so yeah. that you can but I still like spend so much time like before during after like just with the material totally there's something I realized with stand-up in terms of like saying something that I'm afraid to say on stage like when I when I started doing stand-up I was 17 mm. and I was not out mm. and I can hear like even my first tonight show set I'm like talking about dudes uh. which is like hilarious and I saw, like, when I first started coming out on stage. That's really sweet. I know. And kind of sad. But when I first Both. started coming out on stage, I would have this feeling of, like, I'm worried that the audience will turn on me. Like, mid-set. Like, I was just so worried about yeah. it. I know you have a different experience because I think at this point most people come out to see you. They know who they're going to see. Yeah. You know, but— when I was going up, when I'm going up, I'm like, oh, God, I have to drop it on them that I eat pussy right now. And I'm, like, worried that they're <laughs> I'm going to, like, lose them. But what I realized was, like, the more I owned whatever my shit was, whatever my story was, like, they would buy into it easily, which has become, like, the biggest philosophy for, like, living your life is, like, if you can accept you, everyone else buys in. Mm. You know? Absolutely. I And I um, I have a joke about queer eye, I have to tell you now. But I, tell you I know. Which is basically just, like, I, as a lesbian, am, like, always frustrated that, like, our marketing sucks. Like, we we don't get to be, like, you know, gay guys. They have queer eye. Like, five fabulous guys show up at your house. They're like, oh, we're going to make you hot. We're going to make your life fuckable. And I'm like, if five lesbians showed up to your house, just like, <laughs> I'd open the door and it would just be like, we're the softball team from North Carolina. <laughs> All five of us are going to work in your shed. And it's just like, damn, I want us to be able to bring that same fucking power. You know what I mean? Okay, but our showrunner yeah. is a stunning, gorgeous, yes. brilliant lesbian. lesbian. And I also think that, like, 
I am just kidding. I mean, I know there's amazing. I mean, honey, there, but I, but, I, but but also like I I didn't know this before in my thirties, really. But there is this. I mean, look at you. Like, yeah. look at this fucking silk pant. Look at this cute fucking shoe. Stop. No, lesbians are out here like with this whole like you know softball baseball scene. I know. Scene I from, know. Like, I'm no, fucking, no, y'all I know. are like you guys are giving me cute little like fucking tie like like when I love when lesbians wear like those cute little like neck you know how sometimes you guys like wear like neck scarves. Do you <laughs> yes. ever see that? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I love that. No, and I, I just love, love it like too. the simple like like a, like an essential face like the essential face you're giving us today. Like it's like it's like no makeup makeup, but it's like so fucking gorgeous. Like Stop. I just think like I like I want to come back as a lesbian. Oh my god, you are a better lesbian than me. Honestly. I really want to come back as a lesbian. Like, that just, like, fucking... What are you thinking when you think... Like, that, what? like, insatiable, like, lesbian love. Yeah. Like, when y'all... Like, when two... Le- like, that... I've seen that spark in front of my face happen. I've seen, like, two lesbians, like, see each other from across the room for the first time. Like, for the first time. Like, I've you seen... watched it. Yeah. Like, I've seen it so... And it's... Gay is just... Gay men. Like, yeah. it's not as... There's a reason why there's, like, that whole... Um, U-Haul, like, yes. joke. God, I love how much you love women. I do. I, I love. It really, but like— I'm obsessed with it women. It really, like, hits for me. Just and, like, to, non-binary like, people. That. And, like, and actually, I think I actually—I think I hideously love people. I I found myself saying, I do you want to get cold, wet Sahara dry? Like, do you want to, like, have the complete recoil yes. of the— Please. I'll go the— I'll, I'll, <laughs> Wet back. Yeah. Go. I found myself in a conversation yesterday where I said, not all men— <laughs> Um, and I was really taken aback hearing myself say that. I was like, uh. Right. Um, but it's like, because I do, like, I was talking to Drew Fallow, a follow. Wait, how do we say her last name? I want to make sure I say it right. Whatever. Drew, I love her. I'm a, I follow her on TikTok. She's major Instagram. We love her. But it's like, I, and she's like very pro woman. She's like, I fucking hate these. And it's like, I hate men too. But it's like, I think we have to be really intentional with our words. Because mm-hmm. it's like not. Any any guy who says, and I don't count because obviously non-binary, I'm not a binary trans, so I can say it. But not all men who say, like a guy who says, not all men, he's not the guy. Like he he probably sucks. Right. But there are guys who would just never say that who were like really silent heroes. Yes. Yes. Who are really like vulnerable and will like cry with their children or will like are totally cool reversing gender norms like with a partner or not with like you know with their wife or you know whatever. Yeah. Like there are like because like my I feel like in a lot of ways I feel like my stepdad was kind of like that. Like yes. he was like really like so vulnerable and like such a like you know like a quiet like leader like not toxic misogyny like. You know, yeah. but I'm sure he had been when he was younger. But I just do think that there are not all men are like Eric Trump Jr. or whatever. And oh, God, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, I would think what is that? What is like the defining characteristic that makes those men like, is that just insecurity? I, feel I think like it's it like is. I think it's like literally like toxic misogyny and like our patriarchy and like the, the it, like we're just literally like brought up in it. And so. But it is fear, and it's like an insecurity-based thing. Right, because if I was so happy with myself, why would I be stamping out exactly like someone else? Like, why would I care? Yeah. I don't get it. It wouldn't be such a threat. Right. It wouldn't be such a threat. Like, you must feel so, like, small and afraid. Yeah. I, I mean— I feel like I interrupted you 74 times. No, I don't feel like you did. Okay. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. You say so many good stuff. Oh, God. But basically, to recap, so we're obsessed with oh, lesbians. Oh, you want to be a lesbian. We love gays. Oh, and you see lesbians look at each other in a bar. I just think that's really beautiful. Like, just like— it's The a, commitment more, of yeah, a lesbian. Yeah, just like when they really—when they just like that spark, and it's just like, we are fucking in love. Yeah. I feel like gay men don't do that as, like, fast. It's more of just, like, come and meet. I know. I'm never going to see you again. Their... But then if I run into you in public, like, let's definitely not look at each other. Yeah. I wonder—I mean— ugh. 
I don't. Why is that? Is that just a relationship with sex? Though? Yeah, probably. But I think that you know, myself included, you don't like. It, well, I think it's like a very like sex positivity. Sex like it's. It's actually a lot of what my show is about, but it's like I do think that there's like a lot for us to explore there. I came like naturally point to like a point in my life where I was like, I don't want to just like anonymous and like quick. It like wasn't if like I didn't want to go to brunch with you afterwards. Mm-hmm. That was like my boundary. Right. Anything before that, if I didn't want to go to brunch with you, we can jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, most likely at a gym because like where else are you jerking off with someone? Yeah. But sex, that sort of fluid exchange, fluid bonding, honey. Yeah. I need to be able to like. Like, not be embarrassed to go to brunch with you. Yeah. I, but that I didn't happen until I was that. 30. The and prior to that, choice. I was fucking everybody. I heard the best quote. You're going to love it. Tell me From right David Schnark. He's a couples therapist, psychologist. He says, healthy people don't have sex that's not worth having. <clears throat> Is that not? I want to get a tattoo to my forehead. I love it. Just so we don't forget. I, but it's, it's so true. It's really amazing. Like, I thought of, I've thought about that. I, well, the thing, okay, the thing with gay <laughs> the, the, thing thing with, gay, the thing with gay, sitting up straight, is what is like it? So much of like my sexual behavior, behavior in relationship was about like reclaiming lost time. And I was like, fuck, I can finally do this. So it was like, look, see me, I'm worth it, I'm worth it. Like I can, I can now have these relationships with people. So I felt that showing up so much in like my 20s. Yes. You know, and that idea of like healthy people don't have sex that's not worth having has really fucking like blown my mind up in the last year or so. It's really good. I know. It really really is. Um, Let's talk Theodore from your book Over the Top. You know, your first kind of high school romance. Yeah, well, I, okay, Over the Top, I like, because everyone has Russian names. I I had, I had Theodore and then who was the, because I like my high school one and then like my first real relationship. And I think, Sergey. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, so Warren Sergey. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was Theodore, like, God, yeah. am I an idiot? No, you're not. I was waiting for you to be like, that's my cat's name. I was no, like, no, 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 no. Theodore's Theodore. He is. Theodore's the high school. Yes. The yeah, high school yes. romance, the clandestine high yes, school romance. Yes. Oh my God. Um, He's great. He's alive. He's gay. He's yeah. out now. Yes. Which is great for him. Um, but no, he's great. He's sweet. He's cute. He's nice. I see him when I like, if I like go home for Christmas time, like I'll, like he's, like he's cool. He's nice. But you're in contact. Not like that much of contact, yeah. but like I, like I know his family, like his family knows my family. Right. It's like, yes. So this is like the, in the shadows, like first gay. Yeah. Yes, like it's like my like my just like breathtaking like loved so much like Fucking unrequited hit me. yeah like, just hit me. I really felt this. I'm tying this in because I'm wondering how when you have like an experience like that, which a lot of queer people have, do you think that informs how you like know love is now? That like that was your first experience of love that's like tied around with like shame and like mm. I can't claim this. I feel like that relationship for me more because I felt so like unvalidated and like unwanted and rejected. Yeah. I think it actually like I mean obviously I have to like own my own sexual compulsivity and I also yeah. think that it was as a result of like, you know, also surviving sexual abuse, but also like such a big rejection like at the time when I was like just so young that I think definitely like was what sparked like my like I will get validated. Like you if he doesn't want you, you're gonna find somebody who is. But that was really empty. And then I got like a number of people I had sex with that had a comma in it. And I was just like, oh God. And you know, it was like, well, we didn't great. Right. So yeah, like I think that that more like informed like what would go on to be my relationship with like validation, like validation and like sex, really. Yeah. I think that the, like all of those things had a lot to do with each other. I think really, and I talk about this and over the top too, it's like I, I really feel like seeing my mom and my stepdad is like what 
taught me what like a secure functioning relationship could be. Yeah. Because I think without that, like without seeing such as an example of a secure functioning relationship, I think I, I honestly think that that gave me so much like social capital to like learn to grow up and like find someone because yeah. even though like even with like my first you know real relationship Sergey and like it didn't work out but like oh my god like I probably would have like died if I didn't if I hadn't known him oh my god like ugh, I'm in love with your mom my mom's major your mom just like sh- the way she shows up as like the epitome of mama bear yeah she is my mom is my mom is so funny but you know only people who are someone's child can say this like my mom's a bitch but I love her yeah. you know she's yeah, like yeah, major yeah. like we just like and she's not like a bitch she's just like my mom and I, you know, we just, here's the thing. Yeah. We're the same person. Yeah. And we're really intense. (laughs) Like what, you know what I mean? Like I think we are probably two of the most stubborn people I've ever met or like strong willed or something. Yes. But my mom has, my mom just redid her house. It took like two years. Like, I don't know if anyone's parents out there have like gone through like a home renovation. It really like strains the relish. Like, cause like they just get so intense. I'm like. Like it is champagne problems. Like I understand it's like stressful and it does suck like the timing, but like yeah. again, whatever. But can I just say my mom's house is like the I like my mom, she has like the best taste. And I all I want this is the other reason really why I call my mom a bitch. Yeah. I want her to be my Chris Jenner. I want her oh. to be my momager. Mm. I know that she could do it. She ran businesses. Damn. I know she knows vision. I know she knows PowerPoint. I know she could. Yeah. And she won't. All I've ever wanted Why? her to do. Good question. Have her fucking on and ask her a fucking ask. Because <laughs> I want her to be my momager. And then she's like, well, it wouldn't last because like I don't know how to do the things you need. And then we'd be in a fight. And I'm like, bitch, you would fucking figure it out. No, she would figure it out. You- she wants to learn how to fucking make a goddamn quilt the size of the this building, she does it. Okay. She, when my mom sees something she wants, she does it. And she will, she doesn't see me as a cash cow entity yes. brand. And that pisses me off. If she would have fucking milk my udders, mom, milk my udders. And like, is it too late to be my Olympic mom? Like, I can know. we join the Olympic? Like, can, what is it? I, I, no, literally, like with pickleball, I'm like, is is there is there something there? Is there, is it golf? Is it like, what's like something that like you could get good at later? At, well, I don't know, but you found is there an every HIV single Olympics? thing you can get but good no, at later like, you're doing. I, I need to, like, it, maybe there, is there like, no, maybe the gay Olympics? Is there like a beginner gay Olympics? I just. A beginner gay I want, Olympics? Like, I really like, I really just like, I really just like, wanna, I want to win. And I want my mom you to be my winning. coach. Oh my God. No, but like a medal. You want a medal. Yeah. Um, there's one part that I like, it killed me, but I also loved it was when you were saying that Theodore and his girlfriend would go on dates and you would pay for the three of you. And it was like your way of being included, which was. It was more my way of emasculating him to me, like, to be like, look, bitch, you might have him now, but I am the sugar mom. Okay. I. It killed me. Listen up, Ashley. It okay. is such like a confused gay move. It's like, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll pay for this meal. It's like, steak and shake, which is even worse. That's where we were. It was like, I, I had my Theodore, and I remember she had a boyfriend, and I would be like, you guys like should stay at my house together. Like, my, we're going out of town. Like, stay at my parents' house. Like, I, like it was just these weird like power things to be like, I'm a part of this. <laughs> All three of us are fucking right. You know, like the three, we're kind of in this together. And it's just like so misguided. <laughs> What's your next show? It. I have to come yesterday. Tonight, you want to do a set? Oh my god, where? 
Oh, wait, I'm going to Calgary tonight. Oh, God. You have to do a set. Where is it? At Jam. Have you done Jam in the Van? You need to come to Austin. I'll come to Austin. Are you too fierce to... I'll have my agent touch your... Because are, are you... Would you ever... No, I'm not too fierce. I'll do it. To like... we Like to open... Like, do we you even do that anymore? Yes, I'll open for you. It's a dream. We got to do that yesterday. Okay, let's do so it. So let's get it together. Yeah, let's and do it. And if you ever want to do like a... Co- like. I'll this yeah. with you all day. No, long. I'm all fucking. I didn't mean to do Are like a weird scissor, but yeah, let's do this. You want to? Yeah. Would you ever want to? I'll have my. No, a- more like this. I'll have my agent. Yeah, I want us to do this. No, we can. Like tectonic. No, we can. We rubbing. Will. We will. Yeah, it's already. Um, <laughs> and then of course, Sergey, your first love, big relationship. You know what's really sad about Sergey when me. I think about it? Tell me. Okay, this is like this is really this is this is the truth. Okay. So when he left. I remember because I was just like fucking up left and right and center. Couldn't figure it out. I could just not get my shit together. And yeah. he just could not watch me fuck it up anymore. Yeah. And I remember he said to me when he was like leaving our that apartment in St. Louis and he was like, it kills me because I know that you're the right person at the wrong time. And what really pisses me off is yeah. he was like, I know that when you get better, like you're going to give the best of yourself to like someone else. And when he said that, I was like, you delusional cunt like it should be you like why can't you just be patient like it will be you if you could just like not leave yeah. and and I was also like I'll never find someone else like because that's really what I thought and now I did find someone who is really like uh, like he was right right like he was right and I was like I'll never like and I'm in really like truly like a very secure good relationship with someone who like does get it and does support me and like in the areas where he doesn't he's like tries and we're like because like everything that's the other thing about relationships the grass will always be greener mm-hmm. like unless it's like literally abusive which is you know that's what I'm talking about yeah but, like everyone is gonna have like shit that pisses you off everybody's gonna have things that like gets when you're really in like the foxhole of life together like in relationship with someone mm-hmm. but he was right like i I did give my best to someone else, and that was probably the person I was like meant to be with. Right, uh, the wrong, the right person, wrong time, absolutely kills me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I've had experiences in the past where I've fucked the fuck up of like relationships. Like I've made mistakes, I've cheated, like just really bad. And I'm curious from your perspective how you forgave yourself for for certain things. It was really, especially with Sergey. We tried to date as recently as, like, right before I met my husband. Oh, wow. Like, I was, like, I mean, like, and it was, like, after Queer Eye even. Like, I was still, like, trying to make up for those mistakes. Wow. And would, like, go back and kick the tires and be like, am I sure? And, like, would still, like, would, he was always a person that, like, I would, like, yeah. And and I think a lot of that was because of, like, the guilt and shame. Yeah. Because also, like, it always takes two. And even though I did fuck up a lot, there were also, like, things that he did that, like, there were, like, dynamics in our relationship that, like, exacerbated my shit. A hundred percent. You're co-creating it, regardless and, of who's, you know. No, no fault of whatever. There's yeah. dynamics. Totally. You know? And so I felt myself, like, wanting to, like correct those and sometimes like those dynamics are those dynamics and they're actually like unworkable yes yes like because they're too much too ingrained in like who you are and so that was which like you know the whole grass is on the greener on the other side thing like but actually that was really what it ended up being (laughs) like I hope he doesn't listen to this but it's like I think I ultimately realized that it was like oh like I deserve someone that I don't have all of this history with Mm. Like where I don't have to hold on to the baggage of 
meth addiction and cheating and compulsivity and like, yeah, see, like I don't like in, no matter how like I can love someone and still say I want something different like in my life because like I deserve something different. So I think that was really how like realizing that it wasn't all my fault and it wasn't even about fault. But like I think it really was like compassion for myself because at the time and even hearing you say when you were like you know bad things like. I watched my stepdad die, like, of cancer. Like, he was, like, my hero. Like, I mean, I watched him, like, lose, like, a three-year battle. Like, he died in hospice in our living room. Like, that shit fucked me up. Like, I'm a survivor of abuse, and I didn't really get proper, like, therapy or, like, ever really... I never really was able to, like, deal with that trauma. And so, like, that's why I was cheating. I wasn't cheating and doing, you know, sexual compulsive things because I, like, thought it was fabulous. Like, I was, like, and I'm sure you weren't cheating because you were, like, I'm a fucking badass. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, I think usually you're just doing the best you can. Like, our nervous systems are just trying to do the best they can with, like, all of the shit that we're all going through. Totally. And so that's kind of how I feel like I forgave myself. But it took, like, seven years. No, I I love that answer. And I that's why I kept thinking about I'm like oh my god what work did you do like the language you're using I'm like is this all therapy like yeah, how all therapy are, what you have a, an amazing therapist yes. and you're just showing up I mean fuck it's like so important to find an amazing therapist mine's major I actually met her in my rehab but she was like not my therapist in rehab she was just like a therapist in the rehab and then um yeah but I I gotta say seeing my mom like Say whatever, say whatever you want about my mom. One thing you cannot say about my mom, like, she took me into family therapy when I was, like, four or five. Wow. Like, when my parents got divorced, like, she took me to therapy. And so I did have, like, normally and, like, ask – or I had therapy normalized for me. And accessing, like, mental health care was, like, normalized from a very early age. My mom struggled with depression. And so she was really vocal about getting herself help, like, mm-hmm. in a really healthy, good way. That I think, like, precipitated its time, to be honest, because this was, like, 1993. No, no one's doing that. Yeah. And she was, like, really getting help, not only for herself, but also me. And she was also, like, a really big – she just was a huge, you know, like, mama bear for me. And also, like, didn't lose herself because she also was, like – very not into gay marriage. Like, right. you know, like, and I talk about that. Like, that, like we've had, like, but she's always shown up for me, like, the best that she could in the time. And she's also been able to, like, own up to when she, like, fell short. Yeah. Is she, is she religious? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Does that play into the gay marriage stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Majorly. And you're, are you religious? Mm, no, I think I'm more, like, I'm one of those, like, spiritual queens. Totally. But I also think, I just feel like I noticed so many similarities, like, it's just, like, your relationship to yourself and then, like, your connection to, like, the universe. But some people call that, like, Jesus. Some people call it Buddha. Some people call it, like, Mother Nature. Like, you know, and then other yeah. people are like, I'm going to fucking kill you for saying that. Like, it's not that way. It's, like, this thing. But I just think it's, like, actually, it's, I think it's all, like, all of these, like, modalities of, like, faiths and spiritualities and, like, systems are really just, like, us trying to come to terms with understanding there's like belief systems like try to help us understand. Oh, 100%. I mean like the val- yeah, the value system and all these things of just like being honest and being connected with yourself and in alignment. It's like I can get down with that. Yeah. Whatever that fucking looks like to yeah. you as long as we're not hurting other people. Exactly. I'm into it. Yeah. And I, I love like – I mean look, obviously I'm not into like – church that's not like gay affirming yeah i love it gay affirming church gay affirming places i'm like i'll go there places i'm there yeah but like the the community around it like showing up somewhere weekly and like being getting spiritual and volunteering with people like helping your community like Like, i get it i get it yeah it's cool yeah oh yeah but the therapy wise like i think the most healing therapy that i've like ever done and like i still do it now it's called parts therapy or like ifs and i write about it over the top i love it so that really like if and we don't have to get into that much, but if you just like want to Google it, like just Google like internal family systems or like IFS or like parts therapy. Yeah. 
of like everything I did, like that helped me give like a language to like. Oh, totally. Yes. Oh my God. I love parts. It's like, if you're, I, I can't, I mean the little me that like didn't know any of this. It's like. And was just like, what am I going to do? It's like, there's a whole fucking world to like support. It's just really. It's like inside you too, which is like so oh interesting. God, I know. And then I also love Stan Tatkin and like his like packed therapy, which is like the psychobiological approach to couples therapy. Mm-hmm. So he wrote this book called like Wired for Love and like Wired for Dating, mm-hmm. um, which are really fascinating if like, especially for like the romantic, like with my friends, like the brain, because it's like all chemicals. Yeah. Like love is all chemicals. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, it's literally, like, endorphin, adrenaline, vasi, or adrenaline, endorphin, oxytocin. Serotonin? Serotonin, and then, like, either testosterone or, like, estrogen. Yeah. But, like, your brain is making this, like, very, like, so it's, like, when you do the romantic gestures, it's, like, like, gives you a little hit. Yeah. Like, it's, like, a whole thing. Oh, I know. I mean. We feel it. I'm, like, addicted to, yeah, well, I have problems, but, yeah. It's called limerence, the feeling that you get from... That's the affair high. Well, like, for, yeah, and like, like when it's like the hey, babe, what's, you know, like when, like the little text or like the little thoughtful thing, like when you're like, like that, that is called, like, it's called like limerence. It's mind altering. Yeah, it is. You're literally, the idea of like drunk on love is literally a thing. Oh, totally. They do like the brain scans, Helen Fisher, that doctor, where your brain in love is like exactly how your brain looks on cocaine. Yes. So you make like, bad choices or like choices that you wouldn't necessarily make. Yeah. Like irresponsible decisions that you wouldn't necessarily make. Tell us about your husband and meeting oh him, your love. Oh, my God. He sent me a dick pic on Instagram, and I was like, oh, Wait, my no, God. Wait, no, really? Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God. He's like, this bad. That's I'm the like, first message? No, uh, I was kidding. Oh. Uh, comedian. Oh, okay, okay. No, I'm kidding. No, he, he actually did slide into my DMs, and he just was like, I like your jumper. Okay. And I was like, he's fucking hot. And then wow. I was like, thanks. Um, and then we just started, <laughs> like, chatting, and then we met in 2019, and then I was like, Act, like freshly out of a weird breakup, and then, and then I was like, Sergey, what's good? But then I was like, Oh God! Sergey, and then I like, and then I kind of met Mark, and I was like, Oh, I guess I need a moment. Like I just am like this, like too many fuckers, fucking. I just can't. I just want nothing yes. to do with any of these people. And so then I just like went on like, I like I released my book. I was like really fucking busy. I was in Philadelphia. I had like just was going through a lot of stuff like professionally, and then like my first book came out, and then I went to England to promote it. And I had had one date with Mark in March of that year, mm-hmm. like in March of nineteen, like one date. And I was like, and actually like not to be a cunt to him, but like I had one date other than Sergey, and I was like, like it was like Mark, and then I had a date with Sergey, and I was like, you know what? I it's just too soon. I'm still like pissed. I just need to like focus on me. So I just yeah. like didn't do anything. And then when I and then I was posting, I was going to England for tour. And then Mark was like, "Oh, you're going to be in town. Like, do you want to like take a walk or do something?" And I was like, "That could be cute." He was really hot, and we didn't do anything on our first date. No kisses, no touches, no nothing. Like oh. we just, I, he literally was like, "Can I take you to dinner?" And I was like, "Honestly, yeah, but I feel like." Because at that time, it was, like, such selfie station central anytime I went to dinner anywhere. Like, yeah. now it's, like, once or twice, like, in the middle of eating. But at that time, like, I would get, like, a selfie line at tables because it was just everything oh was so God. new. Yeah. And so I was like, I just don't feel like people watching me eat tonight. Like, do you want to just, like, play Mario Kart at my house? And then he was so hot. I was like, maybe he'll F me and it'll be great. <laughs> but he wouldn't. Like, he was just, he was very, like. Oh, wow. He was Pretty very, proper. like, I'm going to make, he was like, I'm going to make you work for it. And so then, I, and I was like, I oh, my God, that. I've got that much time. Uh, and so then in October, <laughs> so but then same thing in October. But when we hung out the first time when I was on tour for my book, we, like, that was like because I hadn't dated anybody or done anything for like six months or like you know longer. It was like October and I that first date was like in March and so I just had like enough time where I was like thirsty again. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh, he's cute. Like, we're clicking. Like, I could feel the day. I was like, this is clicking. And then we did go out to dinner because, like, I like to go out to dinner in London because people are like, fucking normal yeah um no offense but no, it's totally. true like british people just like don't I fuck with you give a shit. they just don't and they just it was just great like i love like just it's nice yeah. and they only do selfies when the sun's up like, i love yeah they just like there's like unspoken rule there which is great that's and i've actually so adopted smart. it here yeah that makes sense like but like if you ever come up to me before seven in the morning i won't take a selfie with you but i will like have a chat with you like i, I want to know your name you do and that. stuff you're so nice like i'm like i'm totally down to chat but then, like, I see the disappointment in studies. They're like, I don't want to fucking chat. I wanted a selfie. Like, bye. And then they, like, don't really. And then I'm like, okay, bye. Um, but, yeah. So, but that second time with Mark, it really clicked. And then it was one of those things where, like, I was in England for, like, 10 days or something. And we, like, hung out every day. Because, like, it was just, like, it was giving you haul. It was giving so lesbian. lesbian. Yes, it was giving very lesbian. And um, we were really. And then we got married in June. Wow. That next year. What a love story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is there a moment where you're, like, you're the one? Is that a real thing or was it a slow burn? Well, I knew that I loved him like pretty quick. Yeah. Like I felt it pretty quick. Like I was like, oh no. Cause we got in a fight about um our oh, first no. our first fight was like that same trip. It wasn't like our first fight, but he made me cry in Soho uh in London because <laughs> this fucking gigantic redheaded straight man. Yeah came up to me and was like, how dare, and he was Irish, and he was like, how dare you support Elizabeth Warren over Bernie Sanders? And okay. just had this whole, and I was like, first, and he had like a thick Irish accent. It's Donald Trump. And I was like, first of all, you're fucking Irish, okay? Like, how dare you support like, Elizabeth Warren and, yeah. over <laughs> Bernie Sanders? And I was like, and I was, I was like, are you even fucking voting? And are like, what? Like, how, and I was like, like, and I was like drunk, and it was like at a gay bar at like midnight. So I was like, what the fuck? So then he, but then he said, like, what a strange. But then he said all this like Bernie bro ass like misogynistic shit about like her, about me, and just was like, and just really insulting like fucked up shit. So then I like told him about himself and then I turned around to walk away but then I when told I told Mark about it I accidentally said like that ginger fuck like cause you know Mark cause my husband's ginger you know yeah and Mark was like but then he got so caught up in that I said ginger that oh. he couldn't hear about like any of like the trans misogyny that was just like voiced okay. upon me yeah. you know yeah cause this guy was like being like hardcore trans misogyny he's like in this outfit like in this like maybe he was gay but I don't think he was gay I think he was like a huge gay man cause now that I think about it he was He's like talking to me about my outfit and stuff. So now that I think about it, and so I think he actually in retrospect, he like, just and your looked, dress is disgusting. Well, he's just like, oh, like that. Like you think you're gonna like support a can't? Like you think you're gonna help? Like you think you know who should be that? Like it was like that. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, you fucking cunt! Like get out of here! Like who says that? You know? No, why? Like, yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just like out here trying to like advocate for like an HIV social safety net in like my fucking country. Yeah, for, excuse like, me. Yeah, get out of here! Like, and I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry I said that. Bernie, sorry, well, I said that Bernie put some. Should put some pomade in his hair, okay? I did. I said it, okay? I fucking said it, and I said that that's kind of why I wasn't down with him, and folks have been fucking pissed about it ever since. Sorry. But I will say, I will say. Yes. There was this clip on TikTok that got taken out of context where I said that, but yeah. we were doing this interview, and they were asking us, they were like, we're going to, like, recap, like, political, st like, people's style. Yeah. And when they brought up Bernie, I was like, look, policies, yes. Style, no. And if there was a female candidate who had that lack of care oh, God, to her HMU and to her clothes, like, she would have never got elected. She would have never been taken seriously. She could, it never would have happened. Duh. Like, never would it have happened. And so, th just that. But I do align with his policies. I just... 
that is how I feel. Yeah. And so, but then people were like, he's been fucking fighting for gay rights before you were born, you fucking ungrateful fucking fag, this and that. I mean, people, like, I hope you die of full-blown AIDS. Like, literally, the shit that his supporters said to me because of this clip, and to this day, if you look on TikTok, people will do, like, thought pieces on that clip. But then this is the punchline, because I never talk about it, but this is the punchline, because it pisses me off. When he ran again. Yeah. In this, or when he ran again. Yeah. Tell me why his suits became tailored. Tell me why the hair became groomed. Tell me why we started doing skincare. Tell me why Bernie had a glow up. So y'all can hate on me all you fucking want, but I think that that made him perform better. Oh my God. And I think it got through to his team because he did start. That must have. That must have been the reason. I, I honestly. How about that? Sorry. Yeah. You're welcome. So, but I actually like would walk in front of a bus for Bernie at the end of the day, which I wouldn't have felt like at the time. Yeah. But actually his supporters made me feel so guilty that I did do a deep dive into his career. And mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, right. I love him. Yeah. Um, I just am also vain <laughs> because I'm <laughs> a hairdresser. It. I get And also it. it's, it's partially like my love for women and just like, I'm not down. Yeah. Why? Right. It's and like- also, and also, <laughs> and also... Like, Donald Trump doesn't look better than Bernie Sanders by any means. No. Maybe a little better. So, yeah, that's, like, the scary part. And, like, that's, you know, what you said. I just, like, you don't need to spend, like, that much time in HMU to polish a turd because he looks like shit. And he's spending a lot of time and money in HMU being Trumpy. Right. But I would love a serum. I'd love a moisturizer, some eye cream. No, for for Bernie, oh, like for all, Bernie. all I need to see from you, honey, is just I want to see some skin, some skincare. I'd love to see some pre wash. I just want to see you take care of that skin, yeah, take care of that scalp, and then keep talking your shit because I love what you have to say. I could just focus on the policy better if you didn't have crusty, dry, fucking lips. And you know, I just need you <laughs> yes. to like. I just need you to get into your aesthetics. I think you're right. I think you're I'm right. Sorry. If it was a, if it were, if a woman would never get away with that. Never. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the most unkempt female politician who I can think of. I can't think of any. Who are you thinking of? The only, no offense. Yeah. Don't come for me if anyone's a fan of like Alaskan Republicans around here, but like, like maybe Lisa Murkowski. Like, she doesn't really, like, do, like, a, like, she kind of lets that humidity do her thing with her hair. Like, I feel like she's just, like, giving, like, natural texture queen. But, like, (laughs) but but also, it's, like, but also, like, that's a fucking lie. Like, she wears face. Like, her, like, like, she, to me, is, like, just thinking about, like, the Senate, for instance, would be, like, the most, like, natural or, like, unfussed with their looks. Or, like, I don't got time for all that shit. I'm doing policy. But still, if you look at the comparison of, like, what she would have, like, what she's spending monetarily, time-wise. Yeah. clothing all of it, it just is not the same level. And I no, do think you're... that what, and that also really goes back to, like, wealth gap. Like, not wage gap, but, like, wealth gap. Like, because not only do men typically make more than women, like, if it was, like, you know, speaking, like, whatever. Like, if you were to, like, try to book those two on, like, but also, like, women often keep less because everything costs more. Mm. Like, your haircuts cost more. Your blowouts cost more. Your clothing costs more. You're expected to have more looks. You are you got 10 more fucking rounds of skincare plus all your makeup. Like, men are having to buy fucking on makeup. the whole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can if they want. But, yeah. I mean, I know DeSantis is. His ass. Oh. I, is he tinting those lashes? That What the fuck? And, and he lining his waterline? His waterline? I'm like, are you lining... 
Are you lining your your eyes? He he has a full face. Okay, now here's one thing we also have to talk about, but I don't know if we need to if we should keep it or not. I'm going to go there. I have this like deep. Sometimes certain Republicans turn me on. Not joke about that. not with their not with and it's my trauma. Like I said earlier, I'm yeah. a survivor of sexual abuse. I'm pretty sure it is my trauma. I've joked about how I want Mitt Romney physically, <laughs> um, and I do. Okay, since 2002 to present, yeah. I, I don't know what my problem is, okay? No, I have, I, the, I have the same issue. Like, I'm hardcore, like, like I, I think I'm a rabid progressive, but I also have this, like, weird attraction to to him. That Vivek, that that Vivek Vishwarmi, he's running for president. My Instagram showed me a video of him playing tennis with his shirt off, and I didn't see who it was. I just saw the torso yeah. and the tennis, and I was like... Mm, who is that? And then I clicked and I was like, ah! Like, no, like not another Republican that shiver. Like, I just, I wasn't. I, I got a shirtless RFK video. Okay, he also. Is fucking ripped. Yes. He looks amazing. I love like old men on testosterone. It's just like, no, like old men on like human growth hormone. Like, give you me know, that Anabar. Like NAD. Oh, you know, like he's not passing the the uh, performance enhancing drug test, honey. Like he's not. He, like, he's doing push. Did you see the push up And video? for someone who's like been so anti-vaccine. Yeah. To be so clearly on roids, uh, I think is. Just interesting, I it's will say. It is interesting. Oh, is it but interesting? some of those men are ripped. ripped. But also, like, let's just, for the girls, yeah. make sure that we know that is gender-affirming care. Yeah. You know, since people get to do gender-affirming care all the time. Yep. Just, I like to always point just that out. Just FYI. Just because just as, that is gender-affirming care. Oh, my God. we. I love your shoes. How do you deal with being so fun, so gorgeous, so, like, this has just been really, I have... So thoroughly enjoyed myself this entire time. And Erica was like, so, like, she was like, you're going to love her. And oh, she I'm was so just so glad. right. I'm so, that means so much to me. Yeah. And I'm you're also a delight. She kind of gave me like a, like, I love that you, I am obsessed with you. I love your story. Cause she was telling me, cause like you were like at the page, but then you're like, I'm going to go to the onion. And then weren't people like, what the fuck's that about? And then I, I had to quit. I quit the page program. I was a page. I was like, I got offered a job at the Tonight Show. They said, you can't take it because the page program is like a retainer for you. Yeah. I quit to work at the onion. I started doing more stand up and then I got to go back. On the Tonight Show, doing stand-up, it was like really sweet. That's fucking cool. It was cool. That's fucking cool. It was fucking cool. <sighs> it was really co- sweet. Jonathan, thank you so much for doing the show. You're you're lovely. I love you. Thank you so much. I'm obsessed. Thanks for I'm having obsessed. me. Obsessed. <laughs> Just two lesbians. 